together correctly after the other night you know when you have somebody uh slapping your co-host <laughs> 10 o'clock at night for a uh bonus episode it was pretty funny um i don't know if you caught it but uh gary took a slap from a professional fighter um <laughs> for the listen i've been watching the uh the, the slap offs the power the slap, slap olympic Man, you, know, you see the guy's face that was swollen? That hematoma had like a zip code. <laughs> I said, oh my You know what goodness. he did? Right? And we're going to get to the show, everybody. But I swear to God, he swung with all that was holy in that next swing. <laughs> so that guy didn't pop that giant meat bag hanging off the side of his face. I was like, yo, because when I first started seeing this, I started seeing it in like clubs, like the club setting. And then they just went professional with it. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so Gary, you know, Gary's the executive producer of that show as well. That new endeavor. Wow. <laughs> that is fire. That is fire. Yeah, it, it's catching a lot of uh, different opinions. It's pretty wild. But I'm telling you, you can't not watch it. I Listen, I'll put it this way. When rock, paper, scissors was added as an Olympic sport, I knew the sky was definitely not the limit. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. You're you can't be pulling my chain like that. Hey, for everybody that's just now jumping in, Anthony Highland, decorated United States Naval Sailor, stationed out in Hawaii. I want to welcome you to the show. It's Tragic Academy, a show created to bridge societal divides in a judgment-free zone using candor and humor. And we will not be slapping each other today. We'll be having a discussion. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to the show, my man. How you doing? Definitely. I appreciate it. Uh, as always, uh, I love to uh, make, you know, the host. Uh, I, I liken it to, uh, you know, when I was a teacher before I joined the military. You don't put everybody up in front of your classroom. So thank you for allowing me uh, in front of your audience. And thank you all for having I would like to say I own the classroom, so I'm kind of allowed to get up in front. <laughs> Listen, just keep all hands, feet inside the ride. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what? Before we go anywhere, I would like to tell you that you have the most amazing quotes. You throw out one-liners, and I'm a huge fan of metaphors, analogies, descriptions, I feel like that's a key to opening the mind's understanding of reality and oh, how yes, we sir. interact with each other. But you said one in your docuseries, Clout, the smoke is rated E for everyone. For everyone. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I, was like, I wanted to get a shirt. I wanted to start a whole series. As soon as I heard that, I was like, that is fucking dope. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I kind of liken that too. So, you know, I do my best to be, you know, as objective, you know, as possible on my platform, um, you know, building uh, over on TikTok. One of the things that I've learned um, and I've only had the platform for about two years and I blew up, you know, rather quickly. And, you know, in the age of social media that we're in now, not only do you have to be cognizant of what you put out, but also how you engage with people. Mm. And sometimes people will take that. And I'm sure we can both agree on this. They'll try to take that kindness for weakness. And sometimes you got to let them know, hey, the smoke is rated E for everybody. Anybody can get it. I, <laughs> I don't it. discriminate. Mm, at I'm all. an equal opportunity employer when it comes to giving out smoke. That is correct. That's it. 18 to That's 80, it. blind, crippled, or crazy. It doesn't matter. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, sir. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, why you're here, and uh, we'll go from there. Absolutely. Um, again, my name is Anthony Highland, speaker, author, entrepreneur, extraordinaire. During the day. And then uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm serving this country as a United States Naval sailor. I like to say that, you know, I'm a low-key superhero. They just don't know it yet. Thank you for your <laughs> service on behalf of the show Definitely. myself. We appreciate you. Appreciate that as well. Um, 
I'm also an influencer uh, over on TikTok. Uh, I speak 1906 uh, to the tune of 1.6 million. Whew, Man, that's a, that's a heavy weight. That's a burden that people oh, don't definitely. understand. If you don't have oh, that kind of following or that burden, you cannot begin to fathom the amount of interaction that you receive. Oh, yes, sir. And then the stress levels and the, the things in which people hold you accountable for, they change every 100,000 followers you get. Yay. They just change and the expectations change. Ever-evolving climate. Oh, absolutely. Um, the reason why we're here is to discuss the docuseries, uh, Clout, um, that has been done on me. Um, all of our episodes are complete. The final episode was dropped um, on yesterday. Not yesterday, I think the day before. Um, and the, the full docuseries is done and we're seeking to get that um, out in the forefront um, of a situation that I dealt with um, navigating false allegations of sexual assault um, to the tune of having to get the FBI and NCIS involved. And it was just a whole roller coaster. Wow. Um, first of all, I, uh, you know, my sympathies for having to endure a situation like that. Um, I obviously don't have an understanding for both sides of the situation. Um, that said, uh, from the perspective of someone that, you know, is looking from the outside in and having watched the uh, trailer for this documentary that was put together by another show. What was the name of them? Um, Sam and Derek over on YouTube. Yeah, over on YouTube. Yes. Great, great show. Great um, tribute to your scenario um, and what you have going on and uh, without taking a position as well, which was something that uh, I believe that they felt was important too. That said, you're speaking... As a African-American man that's accused of sexual assault, that is endorsed and furthered by a white woman for allegations against a black woman, right? Absolutely. What does that do to the psyche and the life of a man in your situation? Who you know... I started to take a flight. <laughs> flight? I started to book a flight, and I was just like, hey, these, these folks got me fucked up, straight up. <laughs> um, but I realized that, you know, uh, everything can't be solved um, with impulsive decisions. Um, you know, we definitely understand the history that comes behind false allegations, uh, more specifically when you have a white woman licensed mm -hmm. um, by a black woman. And uh, my affinity uh, for black women um, for love and protection, um, it, it, it definitely it definitely did something to me. I, I started to slip uh, into depression um, because I'm just like, you know, I'm a survivor myself. You know, I was sexually assaulted when I was 13 and 16 myself. So this entire ordeal has been very triggering for me um, and so many different uh, aspects of this situation, more specifically the, the licensing. And I have to say allegedly, because it still has yet to be proven holistically that the black woman hired her, so to speak. However, there was a public divulgence of a private conversation that was made public to whereby the black woman said that she never had any contact with the white girl. And what ended up happening was the white girl was given my name, my, my username and a story per hey. what she said. What she didn't know is that I had 1.6 million followers. What she didn't know was that we were going to find out who she was. What she didn't mm. know is that we was going to blast it to my entire audience. And in 24 hours, I pretty much knew her life story. And she uh, ended up subsequently messaging me on Instagram after, you know, drumming up this fictitious story from, you know, someone I've literally never met ever, you know. Wow. Um, never met. This is the, the biggest part of this. This is someone you never met. Nope. Never. Never. And the fact that, you know, she was so willing to go on that platform and just lie like that, you know, eventually she came on mine. After I blasted her, you know, she messaged me on Instagram and said, uh, I think I bit off a little more than I can chew. And I was like, you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're getting your hand slapped for reaching in the cookie jar, but the cookie jar is the one that's feeding the whole community and everybody's looking at it. Listen, it was like, what did they say? It was a snapping turla. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I, I grew up on Lake Okeechobee, Florida. I got you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, she came on and I asked her, you know, wh why were you so willing to just lie like that? And she said, well, it was because of the promise of some sympathy cash apps. 
and uh, she's behind on her rent. So I said, I got to ask because, mm-hmm. you know, my mom, my, 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 what did they say? My mind's going crazy. Yes. I said, how much are you behind on your rent? You know, she you said, don't ask that question, grand. right? Yeah. I saw that answer. I said, my life was worth two grand to you. I'd much rather just giving you the money. You know? I would have done that in a heartbeat for someone in a situation that is in need in a scenario where they're so desperate that they're willing to take the life of another in order to keep their own afloat. I would much rather go 2K down myself to not see another person end up getting drugged through the mud and having their family gain generational trauma. Absolutely. That's, That's the word that has become predominantly used on this show for a discussion about events that take place in the now. Right, right, absolutely. And this person just did it with no regard for your future, your family's future, anybody's. Why do you think think that is? You know, no pun intended, clout. People don't realize, and and I talk about this, and I literally teach this. I study social media. Um, My senior year in college, I went to Voorhees University in Denmark, South Carolina, um, and my senior year, um, I, uh, I did my senior thesis on social media's impact on journalism, right? And I remember seeing an inv- mm. interview uh, by Denzel Washington, and he talked about the media's responsibility when putting out certain stories, right? And it's sort of the same thing that's indicative of social media. Oftentimes, it's not a matter of who's right. It's a matter of who's first, mm. who's getting the information out. It doesn't matter who it hurts. It doesn't matter who it impacts. Mm. Are you getting the story out first? Which now we go to ethical journalism. You know, we talk about tabloids. We talk about, you know, the paparazzi. Mm. Are we being ethical about our journalism? People don't realize that these social media organizations literally hire narcotics experts to ensure that these platforms are as addictive as possible to keep you on the platform for as long as possible. So when you think about clout, oftentimes I liken it to people that post what we call shock value content, right? They know it's not indicative of who they are. However, they know that when they post it, it's going to elicit a specific response from a specific community or a specific subgroup of people. Now, I don't say that in a demeaning way. I'm mm-hmm. saying that as it relates to the audience that they're trying to either offend or get attention from. We all have different levels of comprehension and different lenses with which we perceive reality through. And it is like a menu. You're a chef when you give out different meals to the community and you start to tailor them to the community as each individual has tastes. So does the recipes that you create because they're going to generate the most income for you. If everybody likes pizza, we're going to give them pizza. Now, here's the deal. Watch this. Because I, I, I like that you use pizza. And we talked about metaphors earlier, mm-hmm. right? Perfect analogy, right? I remember I had my first brick oven pizza, right? Mm. Chef's kiss. Chef's yes. kiss, right? Here's the deal. When it comes to social media, and I, I love that we can use this metaphor because I really want people to like hone in on this. When you're making a brick oven pizza, right? You got to wait for that dough to rise. Mm. And if that dough doesn't rise to fruition, right? And you end up taking it out before it's done, you're subsequently not going to get a full meal. That's what happens with clout on social media. They oftentimes want to take that pizza out before it's fully done because it smells good. They like the attention, mm. the, the dopamine hits that they get from how good it smells. You know, when you walk in the house and you, hey, hey, who's cooking? You know? Yep. yep. And they want to take it out before the meal is fully done. And the meal f- being fully done is the whole story being told, both perspectives being told. And then you realize everything that smells good is not worth eating because you don't recognize that those toppings that are on that pizza, you're allergic to. Mm. But it smelled good, though. So you mm. decided you wanted to take it out and get you a slice really quickly, not realizing that you just fucked yourself. Absolutely. I love that analogy. And I'll take it a step further. As an outside person looking in, I would actually be and anybody else that's not involved in this, literally someone looking in the window of the diner, making up 
what we believe is actually being thought, perceived, the emotional imbalance of each person, the perceptions that we'll make based on what we've gone through predicated on our experiences that may be a red flag in our mind that would never be a red flag in others. And we're doing it through the separation of glass with no sound. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful because if you look at, you know, the the full length of how things have taken place, that is exactly what's been going on. People that literally were not even there, people that have no knowledge of the exact situation. It's like playing telephone. Everybody has something to say. And each time it gets to the next person, it sounds even more ridiculous than the last. What does 1.5 million people worth of telephone sound like? Listen, I wanted, I literally just, I don't want to feed this scenario into it. I want to feed something else into that snake and let it just roll on through and see what comes out the other end. I I feel like it started as, (laughs) hey, how are you? And it started and it ended with, Ruby, Ruby, (laughs) Ruby. That's exactly what I mean. It's so ridiculous. And we seem to forget that. The structure of our reality in our minds, the way that we perceive each other, is made out of tissue paper. Absolutely. Being held by our own hands up from inside, which has no strength. I want to say this, too. I think one of the things uh, the director, his name is Derek. One of the things that I think he did really well was not only tell the story, but also weave into it you know, just how dangerous social media can be because we recognize that once you put things out into the internet, I say this all the time, the internet is undefeated. I don't care who you are. I don't care what size platform you have. The internet is undefeated. They could take the most egregious situation, throw it on Twitter. It's over with. It's over with. You're fit to get a lifetime of laughter. And in that, I think um, what he did, especially with the name of number one, is so marketable. You mm, know, yes. cloud in, in so many different aspects. You know, we'll see, we Punches see these with the celebrities. Chest. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think it was, what's the girl's name? Uh, Shakira, I think her name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, she broke up with her, uh, was it uh, husband? She's getting a divorce because she found out that the mistress was eating her strawberry jam. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when that hit the internet, it's like, Goodness gracious, the attention to detail, you know? Bro, like, I gotta tell wow. you, though, in that situation, I'd be pissed, too, if somebody was eating my strawberry <laughs> I don't know, though. I wouldn't think for a second. I was like, is that a metaphor? Is that a euphemism? I'm like, what's Listen, she when eating I, that when I first saw it, I was like, <laughs> you know, I have a few products. I have a few <laughs> products, you know? Uh, I like the, uh, I literally have them right here on my desk. The Lifetime's Gummies Collisions, and I have three children. So it's like, when they got their fruit snacks, I got my gummy. Don't touch my gummies. <laughs> Man, that is an old school thing. There is a subsect of people, and I don't know where the dividing lines are, and I like to think that there aren't, but there are. There's a familial unit that will hoard specific menu items in their home. They come with consequences. They come with like death threats. <laughs> they come with <laughs> things being thrown yes, around the sir. house. They get yes, hidden in the weirdest places. It is unbelievable. Our house was Swiss cake rolls. For some reason, them things were a hot commodity. And then uh, in fucking, I, I want to say any Little Debbie item. Those okay. were something that people were fighting. Oh, yeah. For every you know single what's time. Though? You know what's interesting? I, you know, growing up in Philadelphia, where my high school was, the Tasty Cake Factory was literally Shut right up the street. Your mouth, literally. <laughs> so we get out of school, and it's just. How are you not four hundred pounds? Because I know <laughs> I grew up. I grew up poor, and the cool thing about that is there's a lot less shame when it comes oh, yeah, to getting yeah, yeah. things, right? So you will go to places that other people won't go to to get things. And those bakeries, we had like a Merida and a couple others that made like all those types of things. And Mm -hmm. they send it off after a certain date. They drop it off at like the 
I don't know, the poor people's bakery. I don't even know how to describe <laughs> it. It's kind of like the Denton Bent. You know where they put all the dented, those dented items in like this little warehouse and you go through and it's mm-hmm. like 10 cents? Same thing with Tasty Cakes, Honey Buns, all that stuff. And we would go in there and I know this place had one of those. It's like almost stale. Yeah. No, yeah almost yeah. stale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. not all the way. But almost, absolutely. <laughs> well, I just like that to running track and playing football. Because other than that, listen, what's that show? My 600-pound life? I'd have definitely been on there. Man. I'd have definitely been on there. Aren't ingredients created by manufacturers the same heroin that's being created by social media and journalism and other areas in order to keep someone hooked for the longest amount of time? The reason why what we eat is banned in other countries. Certain ingredients. Absolutely. I think that there's a great stock in acknowledging just how these platforms work. I'm going to give you an example. Um, let, let's, let's take it off of TikTok. Let, let's go to Instagram. Mm-hmm. I want you, the next time you post, and this is for anyone listening as well, next time you post on Instagram, I want you to, number one, go to your settings and make sure your notifications are on, right? And I want you to do this uh, social experiment. It's to show you just how the platforms will try to pull you back in, right? It's almost like uh, when you see somebody out on stage and they bring that person out with the sweeper or you bring the person out with the hook to just pull them off the stage, right? This is what I want you to do. That's Showtime at the Apollo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this is what I want you to do. I want you to put a post up, right? And then I want you to stay on the platform and just refresh your notifications and see how many notifications you get on your phone. Stay on the platform. Then what I want you to do is after that, about I say about five to 10 minutes, see how many notifications you get on the top of your phone. Then the next time you post, I want you to post, right? Whether it be your story, whether it be, you know, your, your feed. And then I want you to close the app out. And I want you to see how many push notifications you get on the top of your screen on your phone. The reason for that is they want you back on the platform. And oftentimes your videos or your pictures do better in terms of the algorithm because what they're doing is they're sending you these notifications of engagement of those posts in order to draw you back in to the platform. Holy shit. So they're literally giving a platform to the people that don't want to consume. Yep. So those posts that are... Set to no notifications, mother. Right. So, so when you know to, to kind of bring it full circle, when you know we put this series out there, one of the things that we wanted to do was not to just draw people in to hear a story, but to get them involved, get mm. them to understand that this is something that the world needs to hear. Everybody doesn't have you know access to the same resources that I have access to. You know, the amount of men, more specifically black men that have reached out to me that have told me their stories of yeah. dealing with these types of things. But they didn't have the same access to resources for me having, that. you know, the FBI and NCIS, you know, that I can literally just go sit down in their office and speak with them and not have to go through and jump through all of these hoops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Up, upon which to clear my name, so to speak. So now, not only as a person, as a professional I have to ensure that I'm clearing my name because any brand that I work with moving forward mm. or, you know, any organization that I work with, I got to make them aware because now these individuals are reaching out to these people, saying certain things, trying to get articles taken down. It goes further than just the accusation itself and seeping into or well, attempting to seep into other areas. So in clearing my name and getting that federal documentation, which is read, you know, in the series as well. Correct. Uh, it, it allows me an opportunity to not only have the peace of mind. I remember earlier we talked about the psyche aspect of it. You know, the last thing I want is a brand to reach back out to me and say, hey, um, aren't you the guy that? Oh, absolutely not. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I <laughs> right, was cleared. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, because we don't want those types of things. And people don't realize, you know, even just the accusation itself. One of the things that she said um, during the, the course of the uh, series is that why go to 12 perfect strangers, i.e. a jury, when I could put millions of eyes on this, which is what sparked the title, Clout. 
Why would you not go to the police? Why would you not try to get some official documentation stating that this person needs to be prosecuted, needs to be off the street, as you would say? So in that, a lot of people, including myself, you know, whom are survivors are looking at this like, wait a minute, you wouldn't go to the police, but you decided to harass NCIS, which are literal federal agents, a step above? This isn't making any sense. And then you're, you know, denying interviews. Yeah, it, it makes you know? perfect sense because you know that that is a solid wall that you cannot argue against your position. So if you make it your only wall that you yell at, then you don't have to, what, take any further action because you're now able to, what, sit in the chair of victim with no recourse. That's true. I didn't even think about it like that. It's how you, it's how you portray things. And again, I don't know um, the other side of things. I know what you put out and it's very compelling. And um, there is some eyewitness types of testimony or actual persons giving their, you know, recollection of what they did. So Mm -hmm. when people make decisions to fabricate something, It's much like quitting smoking, right? And Mm. I know that sounds weird, but once you pick up that cigarette and you start smoking it, there's a certain amount of high that you get Mm -hmm. initially. And then you keep puffing on that cigarette. Chasing that high. Chasing that high. But there's something you don't account for. Because all the way up to a certain point, you believe you can pull the plug. Mm. However, there comes a point in time where you can't. And then when you can't, you double down. Because nothing else matters. It's the point of no return. Ride or die, I put all my eggs in this basket and I'm going to pray that something pops out on the other side. Even if it's not connected, I can make it something. That's real. That's real. And really and truly, that's where we are. The escalation um, of, you know, the individual, the, you know, change, consistent changing of, of stories. And again, you know, for those of you that are listening, you'll definitely be able to see all of this. Um, on the uh, docu-series, um, it's entitled Clout, uh, over on YouTube. And uh, I think one of the things that people don't recognize is that those dopamine hits that people get from, you know, doing live streams. And I know uh, on TikTok, I'm not sure if Instagram is the same way, the number of people that are present in the live is in the top right-hand corner. And when you're doing a live stream and you see those numbers consistently going up, and you're drawing more people in, especially when you're lying. You know, it mm. does something to the person. You can just tell by the look on their face, like, oh, I got more people in here. Let me just, let me just figure out what I can they say crack to the draw code. them in more, you know? And now those dopamine. Yeah. They crack the hits. code. They're able to take people's minds and put them in a position that is advantageous to them. When we mm-hmm. do that, We're trying to create a structure that balances us. For some reason, the person that's looking for clout has something missing on the other side that they're trying to fill, right? Absolutely. We're all children. And I I would be remiss not to point out that the people that make these types of accusations and get in these situations are mentally ill. You do not make these statements without having something that has taken place through your life that is so heinous as to skew a moral compass to the degree that you're going to fuck somebody's life. That means something heinous happened for someone to be so narcissistic and not this person, any person, because there's so many that this happens in. And I feel like Tetris is how we try to fix or level set our mind. We get experiences that come in in different pieces. And in order for us to be calm, 
to feel safe, we have to plug every square. But that's not possible with experiences. Experiences come in in fragments, in pieces, askew, broken, through a fractal, you know, lens. And when they start coming down, they leave holes, those gaps. Indeed. And we need those to move down. So what do we do? We create Tetris pieces. They can be anything, anything at all. It can be clout. It can be shame. It could be overeating for a scenario. There's so much shit. The justifications for creating a piece to put in there to move yourself forward is limitless. It's infinite because it's not real. Right. And I I think that the the idea of the attention that comes uh, thereafter, that is something that people oftentimes, and I I like the analogy that you use with smoking, about chasing that high. I remember, uh, I think it was on Instagram. I think uh, it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Drake. Um, There was this girl that said that, you know, she had met up with him or something like that. And he had kicked her out or whatever the case may be. And uh, he literally had to take to his Instagram story and say, I've never met this woman. They have no idea who this woman is. But that person, because of who he is, that's not to say that I'm on the same level as Drake, you know. Uh, but when you have a platform, Why not? people know who you are. You're a human. You know? There is no um, levels. Well, well to a, I'll say uh, stardom. I'll Correct. say that way. Okay. Um, but I definitely agree with you there. You're right. I put my pants on the same way he put his pants. One leg at a time. Actually, um, I jump. Top bunk down. <laughs> Two at a time. Listen, what Beyonce say, if you don't put your jeans, you don't jump to put your jeans on, we'll, we'll, uh, what say? We'll feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, now, man. I don't know about jumping I, I for the ball. I don't have the physique to be jumping into jeans and making a commercial. <laughs> unless, unless they're like Lee stretch fit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm more of a Levi's kind of guy, but you know, I've been trying to venture out. I've been trying to venture out. But this, it's, it's crazy, though, you know, just the, the idea that, you know, this woman woke up and just decided to just lie on the Internet. And for people that don't have platforms, right, this could essentially boost them because here's the tumultuous nature of TikTok. When you put a video out, right, even if it's fictitious in nature, even the people that are, quote, holding you accountable via your comment section to say you're lying, to the algorithm, it still looks like engagement. So Ew. even though people are still commenting on what it is that you're doing or saying, they're still getting that clout, so to speak, because the video is still doing numbers. Mm. They're sharing it to other people. Can you believe what this person said at the expense of the individual that they're talking about? Because they don't care. They don't care who they hurt. They don't care who's residually impacted. This interaction is so fucking bizarre. From the outside looking, and if I were an alien looking at a group of humans all engaged in this fucking activity as a herd, they're all looking at phones and they're all exchanging emotions at fucking rapid rates, like a like looking at a slot machine, like happy sad, yeah. happy sad, happy sad, and they're right. all together just pulsing, red and green, red and green. But nothing's fucking happening. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it will, the 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 downside to it is you have people that will be impacted by it. Oh, hundred percent. You have people who will, you know, uh, subsequently take actions that I would never suggest anyone take. Uh, in you know what I go, what I call going the ultimate mile. And I think we can all surmise what and, that is. And yeah, my yeah. condolences to those individuals. Um, in their families. That's real. However, this these types of accusations can definitely put you into that space. I know for me, I talked a little bit earlier about, you know, my d- slipping into depression. I had to go back to therapy, you know, as, you know, part of this, you know, I just knew that, uh, and I talk about this in the series, um, you know, I've never smoked uh, any type of weed whatsoever. Um, a lot of people say, sorry to hear that. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. Um <laughs> But I, when I was 15, my mom had me smoke a cigarette. And she was like, if you smoke this cigarette, you'll never smoke another one a day in your life. And I was like, mom, I don't need to smoke a cigarette. Smoke the damn cigarette. And I'm just like, okay, never touch another cigarette. <laughs> when I said to myself, you know, drinking, you know, was not the way. Mm. It was not the way to get through this. It was not the way to deal with the stress 
and, you know, the, all of the, you know, tumultuous nature of the things in which people are saying, because even once you come down from that drunk, guess what? The problems are still there. The people are still there. That's the active duties or uh, the service members jail cell. When Absolutely. there's a traumatic event for a human being that is locked into a system that has no ability to kind of open a valve or a release valve for the pain or the mental anguish that you can be in, this is any human, when the structure says you cannot utilize any of these modicums of relief right. to help you navigate these issues. Right. Alcohol is the absolute worst drug possible because of so many factors that it can kill you, but it's legal. Right. It's legal and it can't be tested for unless it's actively being consumed. Right. People that know they're going to be tested, people that know their schedule in advance, will utilize alcohol as a coping mechanism to the highest degree possible. Until, excuse me, until everything fucking falls apart. Right. And one of the things that I can say um, on the military side of the house, number one, a shout out to my chain of command, who's been ridiculously uh, helpful and empathetic toward this entire thing. Uh, one of the things about the Navy specifically, and I know over the years, and I know there'll be some veterans that'll be like, well, back in my day, you know, mental health <laughs> is a huge thing. Yes. Now they're just like, hey, in the past, I just, you know, I went out and, you know, got me a beer and I was good to go. Like, no, you weren't. You were traumatized. No, you were fucked. <laughs> you ask your kids. <laughs> yeah, facts. Facts. I bet if you ask little Johnny, he might be like, yeah, it wasn't cool, man. He wasn't okay. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. You know, I wanted to play catch with daddy and he threw a bottle at me. <laughs> yep. But we don't well, see that. It. Lenses, right. man. They're lenses. Right. So, you know, they, you know, encouraged me, you know, to go. Because here's the thing. You can't force anybody to go to therapy. You can recommend them, you can refer them, but you can't force them, you know what I'm saying, to go get therapy. And in that, you know, taking that onus to say, hey, you know, sir, you know, talking to, you know, my department head, you know, I, th I think I need to go back and, and get some therapy. And he's like, well, do you know where the building is? You know, we can, you know, link you with who you need to get to. Because here's the deal. If my mentor is not together, I'm a small boat instructor. That's what mm, I do uh, in huge. the capacity that I'm serving right now. So I'm teaching other people how to maneuver a very large piece of machinery, you know, which I'm damn good at too, by the way. Of course um, you are. I, I got I got a few videos up on my TikTok. You know, check me out. Um, but I'm I'm handling this large piece of machinery, and then not only am I handling it, I'm teaching others how mm. to do the same. And if my mental is not all the way there, I'm not only not going to be effective on the water, but in the classroom either, because we got to have those conversations as well before we even get out to the water. So people don't realize just how many areas of your life that these things could seep into mm. if not taking care of your mental health. So I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I'm a huge advocate for literally going to go talk to somebody. There's an app, um, Seven Cups. It is an immaculate app for people to, you know, reach out, have someone to talk to, have people that, uh, and I'm not endorsed by them either. No, 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 no. Way, no. It's I, just, I, I it's can just tell. A, it's just a really good app. And that's what um, I prefer. I prefer yeah. people to talk about what they're utilizing themselves. That's what the show highlights. It's how you utilize the tools in your toolbox to navigate the experiences that you're going through. And if seven cups helps you get through that and you can pass that on to other people, let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I agree with you hundred percent. I think everybody should actually have a therapist um, because our brain is a liar. And it's a liar by design. <laughs> Facts. It's a liar by design because it's protecting us from pain. And how can you have a one-sided conversation with somebody that only lies to you to protect you and expect to understand what the fuck is going on in the world? You need a third party to step in between you and your defense mechanism, which is your mind. 
The mind is designed to protect the heart. The mind will continue to come up with ways to protect the heart. It'll even go after clout. It'll go after clout because the person behind the clout looks like Schmeagle. From the outside looking in, the only way that person protects Schmeagle, for whatever reason, whatever created Schmeagle, right? It requires a shield the size of all 300 in 300. Oh, indeed. And that's called the clout. That's whatever the payoff is or the protection piece for whatever it is. I think one of the things that you pointed out was licensing a white woman to cast that kind of judgment or accusation onto a black man. I saw a video not long back and it struck me pretty deeply. And it was about an elderly white woman that was on her deathbed. And she grabbed a nurse during this time frame and cried and said she needed to confess to somebody something. And it was that a young black man or child tried to sexually assault her and he ended up being killed. And she, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. She was a child when she did it. Now was looking for some kind of help in her last hour for what she had done. That's a lifetime seed that will grow into the most heinous black tree throughout yeah. your body. Think about it solidifying every vein day by day, creeping through there. No way to top it except for just stand up and fucking never be that human again. Right. Right. Uh, I know for me, um, and then that, that's, that's so real. Uh, what I did was, you know, all of the people. So there were so many extra players that were involved in this and pushing specific narratives or weaving together other stories that just knew they were lying. They just mm-hmm. knew it. But that clout is so addictive. They, they, it's like they just didn't care. And what I did was I prayed this prayer and I said, Lord, anyone that's involved in this, especially those that know that they're lying, I pray that they never get another good night's rest until the truth comes out. <laughs> I'm so dead. <laughs> I pray that you don't get another good night. I, I don't pray that your, that, because it's that so your pillow just, is warm. It is, <laughs> dude. I hope to God your pillow never gets flipped again, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> never. No, and I'm so tapped in with the universe. Listen, and, and the crazy part is, are. it's interesting when you start looking at their videos and their live streams and you see the carry-on luggage. That's underneath their eyes. I'm like, did you pay the extra $35 for that? (laughs) Here's the reality. It's about authenticity in every moment. You don't get bags under your eyes being yourself. You get bags under your eyes being someone else because it's a fucking job. It's not a job to be authentic. The only thing you got to do to be authentic is wake the fuck up. That's it. Come on day. I'm perfectly imperfect. Let's fucking get it on. That's it. That's it. And uh, it's exhausting. It, it really and truly is. It's exhausting. And I knew that uh, moving forward, this wasn't something that I wanted to spend my entire year, you, can't. you know, uh, in terms of content. Uh, because last year, um, just for a timeline perspective, um, you know, everything took place in December of 21, right? Passed it out, dealt with it. That individual went dormant. From December 21 to June 22. And I'm completely out of sight, out of mind. I'm like, I didn't debunked it already. Dispelled the myths already. I'm good to go. This person pops back up in June. And that's when I realized I got to take this off of social media. Some situations can be dealt with, with you making a video, you know, more specifically for you being a host. You know, you can do a show. Boom. Hey, let's go ahead and address this. Right. Mm. But then there's others where we got to start getting some legalities involved, some lawyers involved, some, you know, agencies involved to be able to, you know, clear your name because there's, a, and a, there is an abundance of things 
<clears throat> that social media should not see. There's an abundance of things that should never hit social media. However, when you have an individual dedicated to a thought process, more specifically, let me bring this to the, quote, court of public opinion and see what they have to say. Because we recognize, uh, and I don't believe in cancel culture at all. I think it's a fucking Hell joke. No, stupid. Um, I think it's a joke. Those that genuinely need to be canceled are not. But <laughs> anybody, I digress in that regard. that's calling for cancellation is under the age of 50. I'm telling you. So, you know, in that, I'm just like, these people, they, they don't care about what happens residually to the other, you know, people. So I said, let's take this off of social media. So now moving forward, I have a better leg to stand on than just my word versus your word. Let's get an actual investigation going and let's get some actual interviews done with eyewitnesses and things of that nature to bring about full understanding uh, contextually of this situation. And I think that that swift movement definitely saved me a lot uh, in terms of residual mentally, um, as opposed to uh, what this could have potentially done to you know, further damage um, my mental health, um, as well as those around me, uh, with me being in the military, me having a whole family, you know what mm. I mean? And, you know, the work that I do being a speaker, you know, a, a professional, professional public speaker, being an author, being an entrepreneur, doing business with people. The last thing I want them to do is to Google my name and see those types of things attached to my name. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And we recognize how society views individuals who have those labels, sexual predator, rapist, child molester, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And these were all pictures that this individual was trying to paint about me. Well, if he did this to me, what do you think he'd do to a child? And even went so far as to say, even my own child. And I'm like, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. So for the people that were on the outside looking in, they're like, you know, of course, when you have a large platform, your supporters, they're like, well, how can we support you? We don't want to necessarily talk about that person. How can we support you? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? When the director reached out to me and, um, you know, and I'm be honest with you. And, and I already told him this. I thought he was full of shit, honestly. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, I see what you're going through. I want to do a documentary on you. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No, you don't. And uh, he, I was like, well, I'm in Hawaii. So if you can make it out to Hawaii, then, hey, let's do it. We can film. And he was like, word? Oh, and I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, if you, you can make it out here, here, you know what I'm saying? Let's make it happen. What I didn't know is that he was in California. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's just a plane ride. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I ain't got money like that just to be haphazardly taking no, plane rides. No, no. <laughs> that that is a up. full, legit conversation over maybe a solid year to two in most family households about a trip to fucking Hawaii. Yeah, listen, <laughs> and he made it literally within weeks. Yes. Literally. So he brought, you know, and this is how I knew he was serious. It's one thing for us as influencers, right? We have our phones, we have our iPads, you know, we have our laptops. I'm talking, he had a professional, the, I'm talking about the camera that you put over the shoulder. And no, I was like, he, he came out like, well, America's now. funniest home videos with old school, like, phone Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Listen, you, you ever see uh, the Maury show where they run it in yeah. the background? <laughs> That's one of the cameras that he had. I'm like, oh, he's serious, serious. Yeah, when, you're, oh, when your camera goes on your shoulder, you're either in the 80s. Or you're fucking big time. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. He said, listen, I got over $100,000 worth of equipment. We ready to get this show on the road. And then he told me, he was like, listen, when I reached out to you, you know, him not really having a presence on social media, you know, he's been in the, the film industry for over 10 years. So he's like, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. You know? And uh, he's like, you know, you're being such a big influencer. I didn't think that you would respond. One of the things that I take pride in is how I engage with my supporters because... Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't allow the same level of access, especially having that size platform and getting literally hundreds of messages Not everybody's daily. capable of handling That's true too. that level of That's access. And whoa, I tell you, the entitlement that people feel to your platform. Mother. Yeah. 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 And people are very adamant about their situation. Mm -hmm. And I understand it because it's the only perspective you can have. Mm -hmm. That said, 
your experiences and your lenses don't trump anybody else's. You didn't get the blue blockers of fucking experiences that nobody else fucking can deal with. You don't have on fucking the darkest of experiences because everybody has a different starting point. That's true. You don't know how many lenses are behind that. That's Never true. can understand the depth of somebody's comprehension to any of these situations. And I like to use the analogy of soup. Mm. And if I were to look at a situation and these attempts as seasonings or ingredients, I would challenge everyone to go home and put cloves in their fucking chicken noodle soup and then try to pull <laughs> it the fuck back out. <laughs> you can't that's, do it. That's, that's going to be, that's gonna be a, ruined. <laughs> and if a, soup a is your shirt. feed or your personal life or anything in between, you can't unseason it. Stop putting shit in your fucking mental soup. That's real. Don't let people season your pot. Keep a lid on it. Oh, man. Close your pot. And you know what? We always, no, I always always like to say that. People say, people don't get, people. We have no idea how much we give or how much power we provide to people every single day when we allow them to season our mental suit. We let That's people real. come in there. But here's the thing. Any, anytime somebody's tossing seasonings, let's use that. If you're having a fucking moment where you need to fuck up other people's soup, if everybody puts their lid on and just waits it out, they're going to run out of seasoning. They're just going to stand there in a pile of shit. Just like a child. What do you do when they're pitching a tantrum? Ignore the fucker. <laughs> He's going to run out of screams. Yeah. It's finite. He's either going to lose his voice or pass the fuck out. <laughs> it's how you know, my used to say, but the more you what? cry, the less you pee. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, here's the thing. We don't repeat shit that doesn't give us a reward. That's true. Victimhood is a reward. Yep. Victimhood is a safe space. Victimhood requires no action on the person in the chair except for to cast judgment and shame to anybody else that they perceive or can give the assignment of the reason I can't make it. It's simple as that. That's wow. That's all literally all encompassing of my situation. Literally, you have people whom, and I, I like that analogy that you used with the seasoning in the soup. You have people whom, and this is what I started to see more so toward the end with this docuseries coming out uh, and them realizing, hey, your faces are about to be plastered for the world Ooh, to see. They don't like they that. They started turning on each other. <laughs> and I started realizing, remember that prayer that I told you about? Mm. I started realizing that. They were, it's interesting when you have, um, now I like uh, clam chowder, right? Really enjoy clam chowder. New England or Manhattan? New England. Okay, thank you. Because that other All shit right. is like something, I don't even know what the <laughs> hell that is. They're like somebody forgot an ingredient. They made it just, Listen, that shit They got is, nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But okay, the, keep going. the crazy part is, you know, uh, when you're, when you're making your chowder or your soup, so to speak, right? You're tailoring it to you. Right. Mm. But then you have people that will sit down at your table with no more than the desire to make your soup as unedible as possible for you and more advantageous for their consumption. So you have people who will sprinkle oh, in their, their things. You know what I mean? So that mm. you'll be like, ah, you know, this don't really taste they, all they that like well. Salty do chowder. you want this? Right. Do, do you want this? And you're like, Oh, no, 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 it's, it's quite all right. And they're like, no, 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 I insist. 
And then in their mind, I'm thinking, yeah, I know, because I put my season in there. So now they're eating off of the clout, right? Until someone else comes along and then they dump theirs in. And then at the end, we end up with, you know, mentally ill people whom are eating off of one another's trauma, right? Because they decided to sprinkle theirs in. And the original person, which at this point gets left in the dust because it's no longer about that person. They were the catalyst, right? Mm. They got the ball rolling. Everybody else was just like, eh, I think I want to roll it in this direction. Eh, I think I want to roll it in this direction. And now we just have a, a, a catastrophic event here. And now that person is standing there like, like you said earlier, they're too deep in. They're, they're too far gone. They don't want to draw it back, right? So you have an individual that will say, it happened. It didn't happen. It happened. It didn't happen. So now we're sitting back like, well, what's the real story here? What's the real truth here? I like the fact that you talked about earlier, the lady who on her deathbed, she finally admitted it, right? Because it speaks to the individuals that don't get the opportunity for justice, not mm. even from a, a legal perspective, but from a moral perspective. This individual, it is my firm belief, has not gone and put their name on any official documentation because they know that they're lying. Mm. And that is where my focus has been in terms of legislation and as well as major streaming services picking this up for the world to see. Because number one, the legislative aspect of it is what happens when an individual tries to put these claims on a person, but yet they don't file anything. Within the military, uh, we talked about the UCMJ, the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Mm -hmm. It's the laws that we're governed by. There is laws against putting false official statements on official government documentation. There is laws against filing false police reports. But what happens to the individual? Now, we recognize, and I I'm sure that we can agree on this, that everyone has the right to freedom of speech. However, hate speech has never, has never been encompassed in that. Shouldn't be. So the protections that come along with that, and I agree, it shouldn't be. The protections that come along with that under the, the blanket of social media in the absence of a filing, something, it is my firm belief, something needs to be in place. Especially when you have evidence to the contrary, or as you mentioned earlier, a literal confession of guilt mm. by that individual. Something in terms of legality should happen to those individuals. And that's where I want my focus to shift to uh, in terms of engaging lawmakers and more specifically Netflix, Hulu, uh, uh, Peacock, I don't care. Somebody needs to pick this up. So many fucking so channels can... now. I don't like it, man. I sound old now. When I turn on my fucking TV, there's like 10,000 apps and they're all different stations and they all have 10,000 shows inside of Listen, them. Listen, I'm about to cancel my cable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I can't take it what's anymore. That, uh, 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 what's that, uh, Disney Plus? Oh, you know, we got that too? No. Nah. Goodness gracious. No. Nah. Uh, 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 what's that, uh, I was about to say Firefox. Goodness gracious, that's a, a browser. Um, Fire TV. Fire Stick. Yeah, Fire, Fire Stick, Stick yeah. Fire TV. You yeah. know? So you got all these I different streaming services. I can't find football anymore. Listen, I, I get the Sunday ticket. <laughs> I, I took a break. Like, I literally took a break from sports for like two years. You know, when COVID was around and I was doing some self-evaluation, I just didn't need the shit. And I went right. back and it fucking, it was like a shotgun went off and football landed at every fucking app in different areas for each team and different fucking, I was like, where Absolutely. Oh, it's like it's on Amazon, wait, wait, wait. it's on wait, cable. What's the it's team? Like, New York Giants. I know. Here we go. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I know you are. I was waiting for this. I was waiting for this. This is this yes, is uh, this is coming to a head, isn't it? No. You oh, guys are indeed. out. You guys are out. It's uh it's Dallas that we gotta deal with. Oh yeah, I think they got they got one more game. One more game for us to figure it out. It's 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 been nuts, man. This this whole season has Your been fans, nuts. dude. Your fans. They uh they, they, they build different. They're, mm. <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing the they, Eagles any favors at times. They're, listen. They're, that, that street situation after that win was... <laughs> Man, listen. These sports teams, I digress. We're going we to leave Sorry, my Eagles that's, fans that's alone. A, that's the after show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, but I, you know, I, I'm thankful. Um, I'm thankful for the process. Uh, not necessarily thankful for the accusations. But I'm thankful no. for the process. Um, 
And, you know, I truly do believe that lives are going to change as a result of this. Mm. Um, I truly do believe that we're going to set down a precedence uh, for generations to come, um, as well as a blueprint uh, for individuals, because I truly do believe that while I'm definitely not the first, I'm definitely not going to be the last to no, weather this not. storm. Um, and I do believe that there needs to be a plan in place. And if we can, uh, at the bare minimum, at least serve as a catalyst to get the ball rolling before I take my last breath on this here thing we call uh, Earth, this uh, crazy uh, smoking ball <laughs> out in the universe. Yeah, um, yeah riding you know, the rock. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> believe that it's, it, I guess, it's it. worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than smoking it. Well, I mean, uh, I've never tried, but people will lose the <laughs> shit out of life. I mean, uh, what is it uh, in, um, I think it was Half-Baked when Bob Saget said, you ever suck a dick for weed? <laughs> Listen, like, wait a minute. We're just going to speed past. Like, you ain't just say that. <laughs> um, so, firstly, I want to thank you for Absolutely. the strength and vulnerability. It takes so much more strength to stand up and take on things that cause us pain to help others navigate their experiences. Absolutely. While I don't want to say like it should have happened to you or something like that, I do believe that we're all on a path in our Absolutely. lives. And that we come to junctures that will take our past experiences and combine them into a toolbox that we get gifted to us at that moment of discernment when we realize who we authentically are and what our purpose is going forward. I Absolutely. think that you have recognized that. You're a black hat. You're working in a school. You're very articulate. You're a public speaker. We didn't even mention you're the third vice president in NAACP and the president of the Adelada? Ada Iota. Ada Iota. Oh, shit. It's a thank God because when I looked at this shit, I was like, this is my fraternity. Eat a lot of chapter. I'm like, I eat a lot of shit. <laughs> Yeah, that was when I was in college. I was like, who the fuck did he play? Was he trying to fool? I was like, is he trying to play a game on me? He's going to eat a lot of chapter. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Revenge of the Nerds. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That said, continue being a lighthouse so that other people can find their path. I think that the only thing that we are capable of doing is being ourselves. Everything else after that is a stretch. It's something we shouldn't be doing. And if being yourself is sacrificing and putting out this content in order to help people navigate these scenarios, and I think that this is twofold. If you feel inclined or have done what is being discussed here, you need help. You need mental health help. And I'm here to tell you, if this is landing on your ears, there's freedom and admittance to whatever it is that you suffer from that is causing the need for you to strike out so horribly. And I can promise you, as humans, our natural inclination is to help. However, when we create these scenarios that blind people from what we're going through, we bind their hands and no longer allow them to give us the most personal approach to our scenario, and that's compassion. When you rob the world of compassion through lies, deceit, and weaving scenarios, You're killing the most important part of being human. And that's loving one another. That's real. I appreciate you. I appreciate your message. I will also say one last thing. I encourage those 
that have been drugged through time and did not receive a voice, that while you may not be able to receive quote-unquote justice, just remember that much like a room for rent in your head, that particular person is living there but squatting. And what do we mm. do with squatters? We don't feed them. We don't give them sustenance. We don't provide them with electricity. We don't do any of those things. We kick them out. Right. Do we think about our squatter after they're gone? Nope. Why? Because it's not in the now. Live in the now. Don't let it control your life. I'm not saying that you're not worthy in these scenarios of the pain that has happened. But why suffer beyond that? I hope that any of you find freedom in that. Absolutely. And uh, thank you so much for having me on. Um, it's definitely um, been uh, one full of books. <laughs> I love it. Um, definitely by far one of my uh, favorite interviews um, thus far. And um, I'll take it. I'll take it. I want that hat. Uh, I'll put it on right now. <laughs> favorite interview. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and there, there is a lot of vulnerability that goes into this as well because everyone doesn't always um, handle things with the same care and concern. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll definitely say thank you for that space um, as well. Um, and, you know, just uh, keep up the fight. You know, really and truly just keep up the fight. Um, and that's pretty much all I have. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. You want to tell everybody where to find you one more time? Oh, absolutely. Um, you can catch me on TikTok at uh, I Speak 1906, Instagram the same, Twitter the same. Um, I try to keep my social medias the same across the board. Um, my book, The Purpose of Power, is available on Amazon, as well as my album, Metaphorically Speaking. Um, spoken word artist as well. So Love definitely feel free to download that. And um, yeah, catch me on the live stream. Um, I would love to have you. Tony, I appreciate you, man. Remember, everybody, be cool and keep learning.